two Star Wars spins A talk show where we have no clue Nothing is planned and we're slightly mad You never quite know what we might do So join us for Star Wars spins A jolly podcast that's right for you Spin with the wheel, that's the deal Hope we don't get sued Welcome to Star Wars Spins. Oh my, I am so pumped and excited for this episode. You're listening to this as a podcast, but like literally, I am so, so, so excited for this one. If we don't ever do any more episodes, then this is it. You know, we're we're, we're peaking with this one. You're in for a treat. With me, as always, is the Question Master and also Ringtone King, Martin Keeler. Martin, how pumped are you for this episode? Oh, really excited, Dave. Really, it's so cool, really isn't it? Excited. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really, really good. It's like pe- oh. people have mocked saying, when we've had the nominations through, can you really get these guests? This was the one that I thought, is there any way yeah. we would be able to get this guest? And the fact it's happening, I'm just giddy with excitement. Yeah. Just to help everyone, let's have a quick recap from our previous episode of this episode's nomination. I would like to nominate for Star Wars Spins a good friend of mine who is uh, an up-and-coming person in the Star Wars community, and that is Star Wars. Santa. Okay, so I'm excited to introduce tonight's guest. And forgive me if I might be a little starstruck too. He goes by many, many names, which is not surprising considering he has been around since the fourth century. When Star Wars came out in 1977, it increased his workload by an unimaginable number, and he has seen every toy and collectible created for it in one form or another. Although a successful businessman and a saint, he employs a huge workforce with no workers' union. Although his work is intense for one night, He soon found himself at a loose end for 364 days of the year and decided to start his own YouTube channel, live streaming and talking about Star Wars toys. However, despite being an instant hit with a fast growing audience, a reputation in the toy world and knowing who's been naughty and who's been nice, he is still yet to have the Hasbro influencer swagger of his arch nemesis, Martin Keeler, and a blurg released for his action figures. Tonight, this could all change though. It is my giddy pleasure that our guest on this episode of Star Wars Spins is Star Wars Santa. Welcome. Hey. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that introduction. My goodness. <laughs> I've never been introduced like that ever before. In 4,000 years? Well, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, I, you have the distinct pleasure of being the very first podcast that uh, I've participated in. So there wow. you have it. So you might not remember this, but approximately about 40 odd years ago is probably the last time we sat and chat. And there was like a Mr. Frosty ice maker. I'm still waiting. I mean, is, is there any chance this year could be the year? Like- well, you know, the, the, the elves have to stay modern on what they're what they're making. And then these manufacturers, they, they get a little grumpy if I throw off the, uh, the, the supply and demand chain. Right, they, they, Hasbro in particular, they they like to give me a hard time. We could have the elves <laughs> go ahead and make make uh, blurgs, but then Hasbro be quite cross about it. So uh, there are things that I we're restricted by by certain manufacturers from making, and then of course the elves elves have to stay current. Everybody wants iPads and iPods and uh, <laughs> you know electronics and gaming systems uh, to make an ice maker. That's uh, you know a couple years past uh, modern demand. 
Oh, come on. You can make it happen. Oh, we can look in the supply chain and see if we can find something back in the warehouse. For, for, for the benefit of anybody who is listening to this, who's, who's not come across Star Wars Santa before, you are on YouTube for 364 days of the year. And just, just talk, I mean, how, how did that all come about? Well, sure. So uh, the sequel trilogy uh, got me really excited about Star Wars again. We had new movies. It's been a it's been a few days, right? So uh, <laughs> between the prequel trilogy and then the sequels, uh, it had been some time. And the sequels came out, and I really really enjoyed them, uh, and saw that there was a, a a good number of folks who didn't share my enthusiasm for these new characters. So so uh, after listening to a lot of other YouTube channels and trying to learn more about what people were talking about decided that it would be really good to get out and kind of share my thoughts and maybe bring some positivity we try to look at things from from a positive viewpoint even if we're not uh happy with something i still like to talk about it but not focus on the controversy We, we speak our mind and then move forward and keep the focus on the content there's a there's a saying i like to keep it's a keep the content about the content not about the noise going around between somebody uh parked in somebody else's parking space and now they're really mad at each other i don't i don't care about that so much what i what i want to talk about is star wars and uh the content that we're getting as uh consumers so uh, if if somebody's mad at somebody or somebody got fired or somebody got hired, uh, we may talk about that briefly, but we're, then we're going to change gears and talk about the content. Focus on that. Well, that's really great. Genuinely, from a personal perspective, there's not enough positivity within Star Wars. So you are genuinely like a, a real breath of fresh air in, in that sense, because I don't want to hear any of that other stuff because life's hard enough as it is. For 364 days of the year, the, the fact that you're able to do this is is just nothing but amazing. I'm going to cut in at this point. Dave, it's my favourite part of the show. I've got three facts that I know about Santa, two of which are true, one's a lie. So I'd just like to read them out to you and you can try and guess which one's which, okay? Whoa, so... whoa, 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 whoa. What? We've got santa on this episode and you've not done a song yet uh well i have done a song but i'm not feeling too great about it this week dave you always say that in every episode and in every episode it is a home run Uh, this one's probably not apart from the normal quality of my singing i might have some values issues with the way santa runs his empire the union thing again yeah and listening back to the song i think you might be able to detect that I have some feelings on it. I want to hear it. I'm not sure I want to hear it. I just apologise in advance. So what I told you was true. From a certain point of view. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas, everybody. Don't work too hard, except for you elves. I'm gonna work you to the bone. (laughs) Star Wars Santa, he's a loyal guy. He's been with his sweetheart since school. Loyal to his elves at all. 
for them it's all work, 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 then die. Santa has a talent in music, he is trained. Earned a living playing trombone, but made sure he got paid. Unlike his elves who work hard for all day long. But if they ask for payments, they get told to jog on. Star Wars fan, but clearly this is far from true as a secret he has. He hasn't seen the battle for Endor, but there's a worse story. He abuses those poor elves for his own profit and glory. You know they they sing and they uh, they're they're joyful all the day long. So apart from the political statement I made there, Dave, would you like to recap on the three facts that were in there? Yeah, I, I'm worried about you, Martin. Is all <laughs> I can say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm legitimately starting to be concerned. It, it's going downhill fast each week, isn't it? It's really <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. All right, um, so so give me the recap. Okay, so the first one, Santa is actually married to his high school sweetheart. Yeah. The second fact is he's a trained musician who uh, professionally played the trombone. Mm-hmm. And the third fact is he's never seen the Battle for Endor. So three interesting and very different potential truths and lies there. If we start with the first one, Santa's been with his childhood sweetheart, uh, Mary, isn't it? You know, from what I know of Santa on Wikipedia for the introduction um, from from the fourth century, um, I think that that sounds pretty plausible. The second one, uh, a professional musician that can play the trombone. I mean, Santa has is, is well known for his booming laugh, so he's got a good set of lungs on him, which when you're working like a, a, a brass instrument like that, you've got to have that lung capacity to really belt out those tunes. Uh, again, I could see that being uh, fairly plausible. And then lastly, has never seen the Battle for Endor. That seems a bit of a weird curveball considering the love for blurgs and if that was the case santa you're a fraud because you should know battle for endor and the blurgs that that i mean that's where they came from it was the marauders plus battle for endor is one of the strongest star wars productions out there i mean it's got everything it's got teak and Sherelle. so i've got to choose one Martin's being dead quiet. Martin loves to troll me on this because he just wants me to fail at every turn and he's doing a great job. The childhood sweetheart, that, that's got to be true. So we're down between 
Battle for Endor and the trombone. The lie, the lie is he hasn't seen the Battle for Endor because he loves Blurgs. Okay, Santa, do you want to take us through one at a time? <laughs> well, uh, yes, my, my wife and I met in high school marching band, which uh, gives you the answer to number two. So we met in high school. Uh, we were both teenagers. In fact, we've been married since we were both teenagers. And uh, so we are over 35 years of, of uh, marriage. So that's fantastic. Right. So the uh, the second that I played trombone, uh, that is true. I played not only in high school, but college and in the United States Army. My job title was a trombone player. I was paid for over five years to be a professional trombone player with the United States Army Band. And then wow. uh, the, <laughs> the lie indeed, uh, because Disney Plus does, of course, give us all of the content uh, how could you not see the Battle for Endor, uh, even if you weren't around when it was released? Uh, I have indeed seen it and uh, and can confirm Blurgs are present in the Battle for Endor. So, Dave, you got it right. Yes. Thank you, Sam. Uh, ah! I knew you wouldn't let me down. Yeah. Oh, Martin, I am sorry. So quick question. So you play the trombone. Do you play any other musical instruments then? No, not I, you know, in, in college, as a as a music student, I had to take piano and things like that, yeah. but not not proficient now. And and what about your wife? Where you you met in the marching band? Does she play play an instrument as well? Though? Yeah, she played flute and piccolo. Wow. Yeah, and uh, both of my both of my daughters uh, were in marching band, uh, musicians in high school. The oldest played saxophone, and uh, the youngest trombone. And she wow. went on uh, to college on scholarship to play trombone as well. So yeah, it's it runs in the family. Oh wow! Have you um, ever specifically brought your trombone with you to break some bad news to someone and then go? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, I have not. Can you can you just do it on the live stream one day? That'd be amazing. <sighs> I, I I might have to do that someday. Uh, yeah, up here no, yeah. You hundred percent <laughs> have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or perhaps perhaps the end of a Hasbro live stream where they haven't announced Blurgs again. You just. <gasps> <gasps> yes. Yes. No. That, right. You have to do that now on every single one. <laughs> yeah. Right after. Right after PulseCon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now I've successfully got one right. I think that's the first one in about 10 episodes. I know Martin's keeping count. I'm sure as hell not. Oh, you got a couple right, Dave. Yay! But let's crack on with the first round. So first round is going to be a very short, quick fire round. Just to kind of get your brain going. Are you ready for You May Fire When Ready? I'm ready. Which member of the Jedi Council do you think most likely smells of rotten cabbage? Oh, oh it's got to be Yaddle. What's your favourite Star Wars droid? Oh, my my favourite droid is uh, from, from Rogue One, K2SO. Grogu or Baby Yoda? Oh, you know, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go Grogu. What factor SPF should Maz Kanada have used? <laughs> What's the highest available? Uh, let's let's go 125. 125. Okay. What's your favorite prequel film? Is there a favorite prequel film? Uh, that's a that's a good question. 
Uh, I would have to, well, man, this is, this is harder than you think because I don't like them so much. Uh, I'm going to go Phantom Menace. Would you win in a sumo wrestle against Joe Castanou? Good. Uh, uh, since I don't have force sensitivity, I'm going to say no. Was Padme dying of a broken heart or a bad diagnosis by the doctor? Well, clearly, uh, a, a broken heart would uh, it would be way too lame. So it had to be a misdiagnosis by those droids. You can't trust them. What does a probe droid actually probe? Oh, Martin. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to answer that one. Evacuate? In our moment of triumph. Dave, do you want to go into some of those answers in a bit more yeah, detail? Yeah, I think we do. So what does a probe droid actually probe? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I think they probe your hearing sensitivity because if they sneak up on you and they're actually spying on you without your knowledge, then you uh, obviously just can't hear. Yeah, that, that's a good rational answer. I like that. Uh, <laughs> just something I picked up there. You're not really a fan of the prequels. Oh, no, no. Why? Oh, they're terrible. That's why. Well... I, there's a couple of reasons. First, I, you know, I grew up with the original trilogy and I have a hard time getting past a couple of problems that the prequels present. I know many people have, have uh, rationalized them, but for me, I still have trouble with it. Uh, one is why does Star 2 take a bath on Dagobah when he could just clearly fly right over and land on this? On a, uh, that just is, uh, is one irritant. Chewbacca has to uh, do a bit of work to get C-3PO's head attached correctly so that he could see when obviously all you have to do is just knock it onto another droid and it's just fine. Uh, the, the, they're plug and play. I don't know why Chewbacca had so much trouble getting uh, C-3PO's head on when all you had to do is just plug it on. Uh, so uh, like, mm -hmm. it, it, that's, that's not good. And Luke asking Leia, uh, you know, what do you remember about your mom? Well, I, she was dead. That's what I remember. No, I don't know. I got, <laughs> like she got misdiagnosed by the droids. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't I don't care for that. So uh not not really a fan of of Anakin's personality. <laughs> Maybe you're not supposed to, but I have a hard time feeling any kind of empathy or loss when he becomes Vader because I didn't like him to begin with. I think you should you should like the person who then has that tragic fall. Yeah. But I didn't see a tragic fall. I saw a guy who was on that path from the beginning. And well, Jake Lloyd did a good job. But after that, Hayden Christensen just didn't give me a likable character to then feel like his fall meant anything. So I uh, didn't, didn't care for that. And and really, the thing that keeps me from, from pulling the trigger on even uh, Revenge of the Sith is the, the relationship between him and Padme was cringy was terrible and, and i just like the whole the whole thing now the end of it is fine right i enjoy the battle there on mustafar as much as anybody but the rest of the movie doesn't stand up to make me care i thought you meant the credits when you said the end was fine <laughs> <laughs> right and attack of the clones is almost unwatchable for me in many ways uh the droid factory alone is uh, the the animation in it but you can't even call it like CGI, it's it's that bad. It's a good year for you next year because it's the 20th anniversary, isn't it, of Attack of the Clones? Right. Oh, it's just not good. And Would you say that that's the one that's dated most? Uh, it is, and it's the one that, that made me most grumpy. 
right? Like uh, I watched the <laughs> Phantom Menace and I, and I thought it was fine. I didn't care for the Three Stooges joke in it. And I didn't care for uh, some of the uh, Tom and Jerry buffoonery uh, with with uh, Jar Jar Binks. I didn't care for you know, that whole nonsense. But uh, the story itself was great. And I liked uh, Maul. Uh, and uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, they're great characters, uh, and seeing Obi-Wan at a younger age, all of that was great. I thought that uh, Jake Lloyd did a fine job as a young Anakin, uh, but then Attack of the Clones lost me, and and, and the Yoda flipping around scene, all of it, bad. You see, I I find it's fascinating, always to bring it to a level of serious, because you love the sequels, don't you? I certainly do, yes. And, you know, there's a whole debate about the flip side of the coin there, isn't there? About There there is. There might be a few plot holes in the sequels as well, you know. (laughs) There might be. You know, and and that's the the thing. I think over time, I've learned to accept the prequels for what they are, even though they're not my favorite, and I still get grumpy when I watch them. It took a lot of work for me to, to fit a lot of those things in, and I learned, you know what? It's just star wars and star wars is going to star wars and when it does it can it not make sense uh, but i enjoy them for what they are i enjoy that space fantasy and if i if you move into a space fantasy role more than a science fiction for me it's easier and i don't try to fill some of the plot holes and just say eh it's star wars so in some ways the prequels almost have allowed you to like the sequels yeah, yeah. i think i think that's a, a good way to put it because um, I was younger and I got far more grumpy mm. because I was really set in the, in the original trilogy and they've been part of my life for so long. And when the prequels came along and I had problems with them, uh, and they were truly unwatchable for me for a long, long time, uh, and then go back with my children. And that's really when it started, uh, with my oldest daughter and rewatching them with her and seeing her enjoy them. Then my youngest saying dad i don't understand these are better than the original trilogy i'm like blasphemy no well <laughs> no no but but you yeah. see that uh it, i was the wrong age at the wrong time and of the wrong mindset so i came in and, and much like you see a lot of the folks today who don't like the sequels i had a standard that i wanted them to attain that was my standard mm-hmm. and when they didn't meet my standard that made me grumpy so uh, if you can back away from that and say, it's not my story to tell, it's not my story to unfold and accept them for what they are, then... Now you need four billion to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but I thought, uh, the, the, I thought the sequels did a great job of uh, continuing the story. To me, uh, the characters are set up really well. I, I got invested with them right away. And I, and I think I just came at it mentally from a different place, ready to accept them, ready to show me what you got and just took it for what it was as it came without trying to make it fit my uh, expectations. So Yaddle smelling of cabbage? <laughs> well, you know, when I think of, uh, a, a, of an individual who may smell as cabbage, I think of an elderly person who may be living in a home, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, <laughs> living alone. Maybe not having a, a big social life where they go out and are getting fresh air and smell of of uh, uh, f- flowers and 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 fresh air. That and I think okay, on that council, Yaddle looks the most like somebody who might be spending too much time inside. Do you think? Do you think Yaddle was sort of on a day release? Is that what you're telling us? 
Right. It was, it was a right. nice day out in the Jedi Council for Yaddle. Right. They, they brought the bus over and uh, t- took her to the council. And it, yeah. Cabbage Yaddle. Any other points you want to pick up, Dave? No, I think that has successfully warmed Sansa up for the next round, which is a multiple choice round. We got three topics that we're going to choose randomly. And it could be on questions about the films. We got questions all about Star Wars fandom. And we got questions all about Star Wars collecting. So Martin's going to spin the wheel. And we're going to choose which set of questions we're going to ask you next. Control, control, you must run control. Don't you like it? Yes. Luminous beings are we. Luminous beings are we. Questions relating to fandom. Oh, oh this ought to be fun. Oh, yes. Spin, 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 spin. What's the best advice you have ever received with respect to Star Wars? Star Wars is, in in large part, a story of family and redemption. And uh, to be able to forgive somebody uh, who may be uh, guilty of crimes against uh, humanity, <laughs> crimes against you as a as an individual, uh, you know, specifically thinking of Luke and uh, Anakin, where Luke still believed that Anakin, his dad, could could be redeemed, is a powerful message for any of us who have gone through difficulties with loved ones, family members who may have done things personally, uh, go against you as an individual or uh, your values, to understand that uh, there's still something in them worth redeeming. And that as you are able to uh, give that forgiveness, uh, you can bring them to a place of love. And so I think that's a powerful message. Have you ever talked about that in fandom? Yeah, you've got a view there that you've picked from Star Wars. But I, I suspect when you watch Star Wars, that's not the first thing that comes. You know, it feels like a discussion point, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it is more of a discussion point and understanding where I've had to come from it is just in my own life is with family members that, there might be a feud going in in family where somebody is, and, and I think a lot of people have experienced it where you've got your aunt or your grandparent or your, your parent or your child mm-hmm. who has done something that uh, the rest of the family isn't necessarily on board with. But, and, and I've seen that play out very poorly. I've seen it come across where it breaks and splits families and to to have that discussion and realize that there's something larger in that individual worth redeeming mm-hmm. and and uh and maybe overlooking or forgiving things that they've done in order to restore that family member is is powerful and it has everlasting uh ongoing benefit to not only the person being redeemed but the person who has done the forgiving and, and Luke it has a very powerful influence on him uh, going forward. And, and I know that opens the whole can of worms about the last Jedi, but uh, at the same time, you see that what he's done with his dad was very powerful. We, you did have it paralleled with Han and Ben, didn't you? 
yeah. in the sequels where he's saying, you know, <laughs> it didn't exactly work out for Luke. But then again, in many respects, a lot of things don't work out for lots of people. And, and again, in the same way, the sequels that Han and Leia weren't together anymore. You know, it wasn't like happily ever after. In some respects, it is it is a re- reflection, you know, some sometimes things don't It really is. I, you you just mentioned Han and Leia that you see where they come together and there's a little bit of untold story. Uh, there's a, a, a some uncomfortableness between them, but there's still a love there that uh, they're they're able to see in one another, uh, even though they're no longer married or they're not in that kind of uh, husband wife relationship. There's still an admiration, uh, an affection that that supersedes any other kind of issue that's going on and the love they both have for their son is a, a commonality they're able to to latch on to that's really good and when we see an, one of the most powerful moments in all of star wars to me anyway is in rise of skywalker when ben is having that memory he's talking to his dad in his mind he he mm-hmm. he understands that that's a memory that's a thought of his dad but that's a really powerful moment when uh, he and Han are having that discussion inside his head. Um, and the way that it's done is, is really, really good. And you see that uh, at the end, Ben says, you know, he kind of discards that other personality, that part that uh, was, was angry and he lets it go. And you see, but that carried out by him chucking in his lightsaber into the ocean. But you know, that's him letting go of his anger, his fear, all of those, uh, that history and uh, in a visual way by throwing that into the water. But, but that's what's going on inside of him as well, mm. that he's given that up. Do you think Martin can ever be redeemed? No, no, I, <laughs> no, no, it's fair. No, he, the thing is he, he enjoys, uh, being, uh, the, the burr in somebody's side the, and, mm. the, and the more pointed he is, uh, the, the more he enjoys it. Yeah. It's a fair observation. That's it's true. Great. Yeah, I know. So at the, at the risk of going against that reputation, I know with your YouTube channel and actually your discord page, you're, you're very strong on inclusivity and you're, you're very keen to give people chances, aren't you? Yeah. Who, whose behavior may in the past have caused issues or something like, or they got a reputation. You, you, you're very open, aren't you? To come on in and show us the good things that you do. This is another example. There's a, a lady that uh, I've worked with, uh, she was a very senior staff member in, in the company I worked for. And she was known to be very, very difficult. And people were uh, in many ways afraid of her because of the power she had and uh, the influence. However, understanding that she has a family, she has children, she has people who love her dearly and who she loves dearly. She is a redeemable person. She is somebody that is lovable. She is somebody that has a a value to a a great number of people. I, I can't let my own views of her affect how I look at her. I, I could think that, uh, okay, I don't get along with them, but that doesn't mean nobody can. I don't like them, but that doesn't mean nobody does. And for these relationships that I have with folks that maybe I don't care for, or that cause me problems. Uh, and and uh, you mentioned in the Discord community, there are certain people who I've had some, some prolonged uh, discussions with that have been challenging what I'm trying to do is to, to access that point or that part of them 
and understand that I was a younger, more foolish person. Now I'm just an older, more foolish person. Uh, <laughs> but but some of the advice and some of the mentorship that I've had in my life, I feel like I have some responsibility to give that back and yeah. perhaps help the next generation come along. Yeah, you're Santa. Right. So it's really disarming because you can't really pick a fight with Santa, can you? And you know who's been naughty and who's been nice. I am Santa. <laughs> and there's a certain point of understanding that there's a schools for santa clauses and uh, it's interesting because a lot of people are like what 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 do you learn in santa school what is there to learn like uh what do you want for christmas you know but well there's a lot more <laughs> there's a lot more and one of the things is uh, i look like what i look like year round and sometimes that can be a at the uh, grocery store, or it could be at uh, Walmart, or uh, uh, driving down the freeway. And when you're driving down the freeway, your your patience may be challenged. <laughs> you may have certain expressions or uh, uh, gestures that uh, you feel like making in certain situations on uh, when you're driving behind the wheel, and somebody cuts you off, or somebody uh, brake checks you. You might feel like you need to express yourself in a certain manner. However, when you're Santa Claus. They make the list. (laughs) Yeah. When you're Santa Claus, people see you. And so you have to smile. You have to, uh, you know, wave and Uh have a great day. (laughs) What a lovely kid. What is the Star Wars question you are never asked? That's a difficult question because you've never been asked it. Um, yeah, what's, exactly. <laughs> well, I can guess where this is going to lead to. So I got to not only think of what's the question, but I got to think of the answer to the question because uh-huh. that'll be the next question that I'm asked. You may be right, one I, step ahead I, of us. Oh, <laughs> he's too sharp. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one Star Wars question I've never been asked. My favorite moment in Attack of the Clones. I've never been asked what's my favorite moment in Attack of the Clones. Dave, have you got any follow-up questions? No, I'm good. What is the greatest Star Wars video game you've played? Lego. Lego Star Wars. Uh, Those are just a a ton of fun to play. And uh, the replayability on them is great. Um, You can pick up and uh, play any portion that you want and and set it down. they're very forgiving that way. And the story they tell is is great fun. Are you looking forward to the next one that comes out in 2028? <laughs> After multiple delays. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am actually looking very much forward to it. I hope that I'm able to uh, play it. I, I have a bit of a game addiction issue. So Ooh. I have to be careful because it can take over my life. But uh, we, our children are grown now. And uh, we have a lot more free time. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to play it, but uh, I've got to be careful. So, sorry, are we saying Santa's got a bit of a game addiction? Isn't that like sort of an alcoholic working in a brewery? <laughs> it, it is. It's tough. It's <laughs> Just five more minutes. Five yeah. more minutes. 
They need right. to test. They need testing. That's right. what I'm doing. I'm testing them for the kids. <laughs> it all happened with like the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then from that point onwards, Game Boy, Sega. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, it all went downhill. The '90s didn't even happen for Santa. <laughs> they, were, they were just a blur. I do tell people that uh, the elves do like their their uh, their, their Nerf testing. And anytime Santa gets close to the Nerf gun uh, room where they're where they're testing and, and making Nerf guns, uh, they take out a bit of their frustrations on Santa with those Nerf guns. What is the most quotable Star Wars line? There are so many. Uh, one of my favorites uh, that I absolutely love is uh, the category to, to some degree, right? Like luminous beings are not, not these uh, crude flesh, right? So uh, the, that is just a great line, uh, luminous beings. Uh, and it's Yoda imparting a good deal of theology and mm-hmm. uh, for, for just my religious beliefs and my personal beliefs, uh, that line to me, is great do you manage to drop it in often when you're doing the santa thing with the kids (laughs) not often but every so often you know you get a chance to with a kid that loves star wars and uh and will say something surprising and you can you can drop something on them uh one of my favorite moments is is a santa with a star wars moment with a santa (laughs) as santa is i'm taking a picture with this family we're doing private portraits and uh so mom and dad come in and they're getting christmas pictures with the kids and then santa uh, it makes a surprise appearance right so Ooh. i come out and it's a great thing and uh then we ask the kids what they want for christmas and this little girl uh a preschool age girl says i want a job of the hut and dad says do you mean jar jar banks she goes dad i know who job of the hut is i'm like well there you go i said <laughs> oh, <laughs> job of the hut it is and yeah. good luck with that dad she deserves that prize nice <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the round we're on to round three wexley snaps these questions are a bit more expansive so might require a bit more in-depth thought but we are easing you in you know we're, we're, we're taking you on this journey and we're getting more and more in depth so round three wexley snaps do me a personal favor be optimistic yes ma'am uh, this is this is Terrific. You're not going to believe how well this is going to turn out. It's going to be great. What was the point of Supreme Leader Snoke? To torture Kylo Ren, to make him feel belittled and and made small. You know, there there are a lot of uh, leaders that try to lead this way. I was in the army, and there are folks that want to help uh, inspire you by making you feel insufficient. If you uh, just try harder, you could be more than that slug. You know, drill sergeants are really good at that. They have basic training or that kind of thing where they scream and holler, and they try to get you to dig deeper, find a better motivation. They lead from fear and intimidation. And uh, uh, Snoke was uh, leading Kylo that way by fear and intimidation to try to make him a stronger. So I think uh, Snoke's point was to to make Kylo hardened and tough. That's what his goal was. Good answer. And do you, do you think we've seen the last of Snoke? In what manner? I think we'll see him in a younger, like we've mm. already seen him in some comics and things like that. Uh, I think we'll, we will get 
like his backstory, we may see him in animation or live action, but you know, he's cut in at least four pieces, right? Two hands, yeah, and upper and a lower, but, right? But was he a parasite? I misread it. Was in Rise of Skywalker, was he cloned or because we saw Snokes in a jar, didn't we? Or <laughs> Snokes in a jar, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Vin- I, I, yeah, my, yeah, right. My, my impression is those were non viable, uh. Uh, Snokes. So uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that was my impression that the, the Snokes in a jar were non-viable uh, experiments that didn't what? make it. Why do you think he still got them around? Mm. What in the jars there on yeah. uh, Exegol? I mean, is it is it like in the classroom of a science class that you know he's just got the formaldehyde jars full of things there? You, you know, he's like, eh, this is uh, the lungs and the kidneys, and uh, <laughs> you know, w- when he's like talking to his acolytes, what he needs to kind of like work on them rejuvenate yeah Yeah, they were doing that they were doing those experiments there on exegol you know it didn't work out so well for the caminoans uh and Mm -hmm. camino uh who were the the experts in cloning but uh Mm -hmm. they moved it away from there but uh, yeah he seems to have been working on that for some time and i would imagine you keep your failed experiments by to help learn and grow and move in a better direction so yeah you're using those for much like a science teacher or <laughs> in a lab where they have uh, the different jars of, of uh, experiments that they're working on. That would be my guess. Might just have a Snoke focus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He calls it the, the Snoke poke or the Snoke bloke or <laughs> the city of Snoke. What was the plural of, would you, would you call it Snokes? The Snoke guy? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Snokes on a plane. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great movie with Ace Windu? <laughs> yeah, Snoke's Snoke's on, a on a plane. It's already set up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson knows the role. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Let's make that happen. He, he just wants his hand back. Dear, um, dear <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> great idea for Disney Plus yes. movie special. Snoke's on a plane. Snoke's on a plane. Well, we know Samuel L. Jackson's wanted to come back as Mace Windu, and we have the perfect reintroduction of him. Mm. We've got the plot of the story right there. Snoke's <sighs> on a plane. Can you imagine it? Samuel L. Jackson's the last person to board the plane, and as he turns the corner, it's just full. Each seat has another Snoke in it. Well, you've actually got another movie <laughs> reference in there, haven't you? With like Pulp Fiction when they open up the briefcase and it's yeah. like the, the the reflection. He could turn around and it's all Snokes, but like all the reflection of their gold outfits are like, yeah. you know, like dazzling. He's like, oh, like that. <laughs> in fact, why not actually just have that in Pulp Fiction that when he's opening it up, it's just like Snokes in the case yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> there you go. It's like, Brilliant. Yeah. It's a bit like Voldemort when he first comes back. He's like, ah, yeah. ah. right, right. <laughs> There's no air holes, and then he just like slams this thing shut again. Is that is that is that the twist ending of Snoke's on a plane? That when he's defeated, so. he's defeated all the Snokes, and then the final shot is Samuel Jackson turning around, taking his cap off, and there's a Snoke face on the, on back. the back on the back of his head. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. I can't believe they haven't hired us to write this stuff yet. I can't believe it either. No. <laughs> Next another question. Qu- another question. <laughs> Let's keep that gold going. Spin, 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 spin,
Matt, what's it like being Constable Zuvio? Well, you know, it uh, uh, all, all the work and none of the glory. Oh, <laughs> you know, he he had all of that uh, preparation. Uh, he he uh, steady on the job, and when it comes time for back. Oh, there's Santa talking about Zuvio, and there am I looking at my chocolate advent calendar. Now, do I eat them a day at a time, or do I work my way through them right now? Yep, I think I'm going to work my way through the whole thing right now, while Santa's talking about Star Wars. Might have some chocolate Santas as well. That sounds a bit sick, but nope, I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, better look interested. Might ask if Zuvio's happy or something. Where was it? Yeah. Just has to do the work without the without the glory. Yeah. See, Santa gets it. He understands the pain. Do you think Zuvio's happy? Well, you know, uh, since you got rid of uh, of the empire there. His life's probably uh, much easier without having to worry about having to uh, report to, to anybody in upper management, so to speak. Right. So uh, he's kind of the the top dog after, uh, I would think, after the events of the, the sequel trilogy. And he's got his own place to run. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, enough yeah. of that. Next question. Can you do a Star Wars impression? Well, it's it's kind of been pointed out before, but you know, Santa's and Jabba's aren't that different. That's cool, but can you do a Star Wars impression? I guess not. I'm one and done. That's it. That's all you got. You stepped on a bus, there is no air conditioning, no open windows, and everyone is sweltering. There are only two available seats. Do you sit next to the Rancor Keeper or Lady Proxima? Well, I think I'm going to go with the Rancor Keeper. You know, he's got good stories to tell. Somebody who has to care for Rancors is going to have stories. And if I'm going to be stuck on a sweltering bus that's going to smell bad, I might as well get to listen to some good stories along the way. That's true. What kind of stories do you think he's going to tell you? Oh, that that one time when he had the apprentice come in to feed the rancor and he got a little too close. You know, there's going to be stories of, uh, you know, that one rancor that only likes uh, vegetables. It's it's, it's unheard of. Rancors are, you think they're meat eaters, but they've got this lovable one in the back that just likes pears and and apples. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I want to get on this I love the fact that it was pears. (laughs) Of course it was going to be pears. I want to hear these stories, don't you, Dave? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, if yeah. I'm going to be on the bus, I want I want those stories. I want to hear about the time when the Rancor, you know, uh, just got a little too feisty with his neighbor. I, Ooh. I think his question is defunct now because yeah. it's the Rancor we, we, keeper, we, we, isn't it? We're done. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Should we go on to the last <laughs> round then, Dave? That was amazing, and we've all been training you for this last final round. These questions are a little bit more thought required. And we couldn't have asked you these first off. It just would have blown your mind. Your head would have exploded. 
We've eased you into this final round. This final round is Ball Gullet Knows the Truth. Right, and here's your first in-depth question. Marketing is everything in Star Wars. For example, Ewoks are really vicious, primitive little cannibals, and the Rebellion are nothing but terrorists. What other misconceptions are out there? It'd have to be Mos Eisley being the, the, it's, it's the most wretched hive of scum and villainy, when obviously it's a, it's a central spaceport, uh, primary to the uh, economic success of Tatooine. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know why it has such a bad reputation when it's so pivotal to the economic success and welfare of so many beings on that planet. Do you think Obi-Wan has a bit of a chip on his shoulder because he's really a drunk, an angry drunk, and he's been thrown out of every bar? And that's why he's just like telling everybody else that. Yeah, he has no more credits available. All right. He's run up his tab at all the places and they're like, no more credit uh, uh, for you, uh, old Ben. Uh, you, you've already run your tab up high enough. And until yeah, lousy you come, bum. That's right. <laughs> until you pay it off, uh, stay out. Walks into one bar, starts a fight. I know, right? How long is he in that place before he cuts somebody's arm off? Yeah. You know, you just can't, you can't it, it doesn't lead to more sales when everybody's worried about getting their arm lopped off. Oh, you know, it's not good for business. Get out of here. So do you think Mos Eisley is the place to go? Oh, well, certainly it is. It's the it's the place of commerce. And, and mm. that's where people want to, you know, you need a job. You don't, you need something to do. You need to stay out of trouble. You got to go to Mos Eisley. So, yeah, you can stay gamefully employed. I, I like that as an answer. I think that's 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 quite good because Luke probably went on to seeing some much worse places than Moss Eisley, you know, in, in his travels. So yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. You know, it is a misconception. We even see Din Djarin go back there a few times when he needs some, when he needs stuff, he goes back to Moss Eisley and that's where he's given help. You know, that's where you leave your child to be cared for. (laughs) Isn't it? Isn't it sort of slightly, (laughs) when he goes back, it's slightly empty. And do you think this is a consequence of the bad reputation that, a new hope gave it. Yeah, well, you know, Ben Kenobi was out there bad mouthing it to everybody yeah. coming and going, giving it all that. Do you hear what's yeah. Kenobi's about? <laughs> Do you think it's just <laughs> Kenobi going around hired by, I don't know, Alderan, right? Super. <laughs> super warehouse sales place or something well just as he can do the kind of crate dragon noise Mm. you know like throwing it and which has gone from to like like the michael jackson thing you know in the update do you think he's kind of like throwing his voice going richard sky was coming really like you know (laughs) right well he uses he uses jedi mind trick you don't want to go to moss Eisley. yeah i don't want to go to moss Eisley. you want to go to moss esper (laughs) there you go it has Jira. She has fantastic fruit. Mm. <laughs> she, right. she feeds the Pe- rancor. Pears for <laughs> every rancor. Right. Right. Giant right. pears. Mm. <laughs> Go on a Tuesday. She has a two for one offer. 
right right he's hired by the chamber of commerce on uh on oh shoot what what is it uh i'm, I'm trying to think where where uh they where anakin cut that pair up for 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 uh, oh oh well, that creepy in naboo wasn't it where he right when yeah, uh, like yeah. <laughs> right, right 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 he's hired by the chamber of commerce on naboo to uh run people off of moss Eisley uh, yeah. to, mm. to bring more business to the, you know the pear farmers on yeah. naboo oh it's all starting to connect together now isn't it yeah nasty bit of work that obi-wan kenobi isn't he Oof. yeah <laughs> right he Good completely ruined it more better yeah <laughs> Completely ruined a whole uh, economic uh, ecosystem there. And why had Luke never been there? You'd think Luke would know about it, wouldn't you? There can't be that many places on Tatooine. Right. I mean, I I had to go service those moisture evaporators, right? He he was going to go get him some parts, but why not Moss Eisley? So that that makes, this is so falling into place now, because there's no logical reason for Kenobi to explain about Moss Eisley other than, as you say, a Jedi mind trick. What we're exactly. hearing, what we're hearing is him going, Luke, I know you think Mos Eisley is amazing. Right. It's the, it's the Vegas of Tatooine. Yes. You'll never see. <laughs> right. A, yeah. A more wretched place. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. Go and, to Mos Eisley. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I reckon so. I think we've unlocked this one. Spin, 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 spin. If you could live on any planet from Star Wars, which one would you live on and why? Well, Naboo Ooh. is the obvious uh, choice. It's got the, you know, it's luxurious. Uh, luxurious. It's got, uh, you know, fantastic vistas. Uh, you've got nice forests and greenery. Uh, it's got to be. And, and Italy, I hear, is not a bad place to visit. Good ice cream. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so you want to go to Italy. Okay. What about Naboo? I'm just saying, I hear they're very, very similar. So uh, how, Naboo, Naboo might be a lot better place than, uh, you know. How do you feel about those giant ticks, though? Mm. <laughs> right. You know? What is up with that, anyway? A, a giant I mean, out. That looks like it could suck you dry, that mm. thing, you know. That's true. You just That's be true. like. There's never, there's, ne- there's always a downside to anything. So you, you raise a very good point. You know, if you were out in the, in the desert on, let's say, Jakku, you don't have that problem. You just got those sand beasts and mm. whatever, right? But, right. So I, I, I still take Naboo. I think Naboo's got to be it. Uh, you know, even dealing with the uh, giant ticks. They're not that fast. <laughs> what about the Gungans? Well, they seem to they seem to uh, be be friendly enough. Mm-hmm. Well, they carry like big sticks, but they really they, annoyed you. They really you, you told us they earlier, are they are really quite annoyed. annoyed you. I mean, Jar Jar came back and they just electrocuted him straight away. You know, that's yeah. that's that's not that nice. They are they are quite annoying, but but uh, you know you gotta you gotta be if you're a little bit respectful, then they'll leave you alone. They'll go away. You just gotta you know. Not be not, not be too friendly. You gotta really f- be careful for that trap that that Jar Jar set for uh for for Qui Gon and Obi Wan, right? That life debt. Yeah. Mm. What did they do, really? What did they do? And all of a sudden, now he's uh, following them around like th- th- he owes them his life. They didn't do that much. Wait a sec. You've just actually brought up a good point that I've never really thought about. Why didn't Jar Jar just stick then to, to Obi Wan? Mm. 
Yeah. Because he's got the life debt, you know. Right. Uh, and he didn't ever kind of release him from it, did he? You know, so in theory, he should stick with Obi-Wan through thick and thin in the same way that, well, well up until they kind of retconned it that Chewbacca did with, with Han Solo. But um... Right. Well, yeah, exactly. So he should have that same sort of relationship. He even doubled down on it uh, when he went into, you know, to, to, uh, to talk with the, with them, uh, yeah. they said, "Well, Jar Jar owes me a life debt." And mm-hmm. it, it, and Boss Nass says, "Is that true?" And Jar Jar's, "Oh yes, yeah, yeah." So uh, yeah, Jar Jar should be with Obi Wan. Why isn't he on Tatooine there helping Obi Wan out? I mean, Go demanded for- by the gods, it is right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the moment he leaves his planet, oh, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah, I'm going to go and tread in some stuff. Yeah. For, for comic some effect. I- icky, icky poo poo. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. Right. Wow. <laughs> the sun does murder to Misa's skin. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Look at Maz Kanata. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I you, mean, do you think Maz Kanata's Jar Jar? Yes, I do. Yeah. Just a, a pruned up. Whatever yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're ever going to address the death of Jar Jar? No, Jar Jar is still alive in uh, in in the novels, right? Uh, in those uh, aftermath novels, that's true. He's yeah. a he's a street wow, performer. Wow, he's really? out there. He's out there juggling and and taking money for tips, right? So yeah, he's kind of. Do they sort of portray him as he's a sort of simpleton who's entertaining kids, but he's kind of homeless but happy? Is that the way well, they yeah. sort of? Essentially, because he he was uh, not he, he didn't have a great reputation. Didn't really have a lot of places to. <laughs> he did somehow kinda, was a senator. Yeah, <laughs> right. Who started the whole intergalactic? Much war, like basically. our real uh, politicians, really. Right. Yeah. So he, here he gets. He takes all this blame for you know uh, bring the entire universe to an end, and he's left with only. Uh, uh, you know, tips in, in a hat on on the street as he's juggling. But he's happy. That's what they try to sort of say, don't they? He as is. Long, yeah, that's <laughs> as long as he can eat some pears. Yeah, and right. uh, big goober fish or whatever it was. Spin, 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 spin. If you had to marry a member of Jabba's court. Who would you marry? What, size noodles? Everyone's got this thing about size noodles, Dave, haven't they? <laughs> they have. <laughs> I mean, she can she can sing, and and if you mess with her, she'll kill she'll kill you. That does it for you, does it? <laughs> that, that's that a reason to marry. <laughs> <laughs> well, <You know. laughs> so, I mean, so when you met your lovely wife at high school, <laughs> what qualities were you looking for just out of interest? Yeah, you're in a band. Yeah, yeah. tick. Can you yeah. kill me? Yes, yes. tick. Yeah. Let's get oh, married. Let's get married. Yeah, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Happily ever after. I mean, you wouldn't leave her, would you? No. Uh, well, sounds well, like you wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, wait. You wouldn't. You wouldn't leave her the way you wanted. I suspect you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you're incentivized, really, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> or or I, I suppose you could go the legends route and go with Mara Jade, but you know, doesn't exist. She's not but, real. Uh, there's the problem. Not and real. there's the problem. Right. Oh, yet. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, a redheaded dancer, that's not a bad option, but she's got to be real. She's, you know, that's legends. So yeah. to just be in your mind. Yeah. So Sai Stutels is 100% real. So I'm very comfortable with that. 
<laughs> how would you um how, how would you approach this uh this union <laughs> don't I overthink mean, it martin I, don't yeah. overthink it i mean <laughs> when it comes to kissing the bride yeah um she could be the other side of the room well yeah you're like <laughs> 10 feet away really aren't you you're just like waving to her as you're kissing right. her. <laughs> right right <laughs> Would you, would you have um, Max Rebo and Droopy as the best men? Well, they're, they're, the the band is taken care of, right? So you what? don't have to hire you don't have to hire a band for the. Well, I was going to say, would you join the band? <gasps> you might. Sure. Right, it's got a great brass section. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that has blown my mind. Thank you so much. I mean, I never thought for one second that Santa Claus would actually be this much of a Star Wars fan and not just any old fan, like actually really explain the answers. Some of these, you know, very deep and meaningful and very spiritual kind of reactions. And some of them were, you know, rooted in complete insanity, really, as as far as an answer goes. But like, you know, thank you so much, Santa. I've learned an incredible amount. Certain signs of like Santa Claus uh, that I never thought i would through conventional methods of like how we celebrate the festive season so like that that is amazing thank you so much now before we wrap things up we always do this with every single guest we give you an opportunity to nominate the next guest for star wars spins so for our next show star wars santa who would you like to see on star wars spins well i would very much like to see star wars meg interviewed for the next episode of star wars spins oh that is fantastic well i'm pretty sure martin can make that happen martin is the man <laughs> with the black book uh, and all the contacts so he he's the person who will regardless of whoever's nominated he's the man that makes it happen well that is absolutely fantastic thank you very much santa for the benefit of people listening they want to come and find check you out now they want to come find you can you just tell us where people can find star wars santa well sure so thank you very much i've had just a wonderful time today uh talking with you guys and uh so much fun and uh, you can find my uh, YouTube channel, Star Wars Santa. Uh, it, it's exactly what it sounds like. And uh, there's a Twitter account for Star Wars Santa. And we have a wonderful Discord community. It's uh, Santa's Covert. Uh, so that's the that's the tricky one. If you can find Santa's Covert, uh, Star Wars Santa, uh, we're, we, we just do have a great community. And uh, you get to meet wonderful people like Martin Keeler, uh in in uh, the covert uh, who can can also be your ne- nemesis you know it, your life just isn't full unless you have a nemesis to give you a hard time at every turn and uh martin is very happy to do that wow that is not <laughs> how i would have sold it but like <laughs> you know, but thank you so much you've been an amazing guest and, and like i said this has been a real genuine a real treat and and thank you so much for everything that you do as well because i can't say it enough any effort that people go to doing anything that they love can never be shouted out enough and and when you uh, do it for the right reasons and like you're saying you know for, for, for the reasons of positivity you can never have that spotlight shone on you enough and thanks given enough for it because there's not enough people that do it and when people do do it they really put their heart and soul into it so you know thank you for doing it 
and and thank you for taking the time to come do this because it's insane <laughs> and i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well it's my pleasure my pleasure and uh martin thank you for inviting me i i've had a great time today uh and and we really do it, there's a part of the fandom that when we come together and we just enjoy uh being friends and yeah. uh this is this is great to have such a great group of friends and uh, to be able to laugh be able to have a good time uh you guys have been you've been wonderful i've had a great time today thanks oh well thank you very much well martin any closing thoughts that was a really lovely speech you gave to santa there and and fully deserved although i can't help thinking you're still angling for that mr frosty oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> i've been waiting so long like you know it's, it's like a just a little drinks maker like at, at the i mean i did i did like i mean we need to look at that thing it's probably really crummy and you know you can't really drink this but i just wanted that thing i oh. that was on every single christmas list for about five years i think but uh being the youngest of three you know it, it was never gonna happen but no. uh but like mine thank you very much again question master and ringtone provider it is a goodbye from mine and it is a goodbye from me and we'll catch you on the next episode of star wars spins Thank you for listening to Star Wars Spins. Don't forget to subscribe to the show from all your favourite podcast providers. If you have liked the show, please give us a good review. Head to our website, www.swspins.com for all links to our social media pages to be kept up to date with our latest news and episode releases. You can also get in touch with the show and why not send through your own question for us to put on our question wheels our email at swspins at gmail.com. Star Wars Spins theme tune was created, written and performed by Andy Liff, which was then destroyed by the vocals of Martin Keeler and Dave Tree. Star Wars Spins is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed here are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect our own. So for anyone who has been, go after them, not us. <laughs>